morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, November 21st. Are you already starting to smell the aroma of turkey? Thanksgiving is just three days away. On this date in 1789, our neighbor to the north, North Carolina, became the 12th state to ratify the U.S. Constitution. South Carolina beat them by a year and a half. And on this date in 1980, an estimated 83 million TV viewers tuned in to find out the solution to a mystery that had rattled much of the world for months. Can you guess the mystery I'm talking about? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Desk for your Monday forecast. All right, good Monday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sovai. There will be some high clouds that will stream across the area today. Overall, not a bad looking day. A mix of sun and clouds. A little more sunshine than yesterday. Also, not as cool as yesterday. We'll see high temperatures up about 10 degrees today. So not quite as chilly out there, but still a little cool for late November. Average highs about 67, 68. We're going to be there by midweek. We'll see the temperatures going up. Also, the rain chance going up a little bit as we head toward Thanksgiving. Right now, we're going with a mostly cloudy sky. Small chance of rain. A lot of the days should be dry with highs in the 60s all the way through the upcoming weekend. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. And now, your morning headlines. Well, we've got a first alert we need to bring you this morning out of North Charleston. Police say in just the last three hours, they executed an arrest warrant for a man connected to a deadly shooting over the weekend. 26-year-old Rigoberto Rojas Santiago was arrested for murder this morning. North Charleston police say he was immediately suspected in a Sunday night shooting that happened around 5.30 at a home on Jean Robalt Drive. That's next to the Northwoods Middle School. He's been charged with murder and possession of a deadly weapon. Police have not yet released any information on the victim, only that he suffered a gunshot wound and died at the scene. The family of one of the three University of Virginia students killed in a shooting last week held a vigil in his honor over the weekend in his hometown of Ridgeville. Yeah, the wide receiver with the UVA Cavaliers and a former Woodland High School student, Lavelle Davis Jr., died from his injuries in the shooting. Members of the Ridgeville community prayed, sang, and shared memories of Davis last night. Church members, the Ridgeville mayor, his past football coaches, and family members all paid tribute to his life. His cousin says Davis was a loving young man who cared for everyone. As a matter of fact, I told his mom, I told her, thank you so much for sharing him with all of us, with not only Ridgeville, but Woodland, the University of Virginia, and in this, the entire world. So I just, I just wanted to thank her for just sharing him with us. And she wasn't selfish with that. And he wasn't selfish with his love. He wasn't selfish with his time. Um, his commitment, his honor, and his loyalty. And I think that's what I'll take away. His family hopes Davis's legacy will remain strong within the community and everyone that he touched. A Charleston minister who lost his wife in the Mother Emanuel AME Church shooting here in Charleston in 2015 led a prayer march through the Holy City over the weekend. A group of community members walked yesterday afternoon, stopping at six significant landmarks to reflect on the importance of each spot's place in history. The purpose of the procession is to bring people of all backgrounds together to forgive and reflect on racial events that have taken place in our country. 
Reverend Anthony Thompson forgave the gunman and hopes more people in Charleston learn to forgive and love each other. Thompson says he plans to continue the prayer procession for years to come to spread God's love and forgiveness throughout the Lowcountry. 36 Charleston airmen and women will be presented with a Distinguished Flying Cross today at Joint Base Charleston. Distinguished Flying Crosses are the highest award for acts of heroism while in an aerial flight. And officials from the base say this is the largest number of crosses that have been presented at a single ceremony in decades. Our Molly McBride spoke with one of the commanders who will be presenting the awards today. And Molly, can you tell us a little bit more about what this Distinguished Award is for? Absolutely. Colonel David Taylor tells me the pilots are being recognized for their actions during Operation Allies Refuge, which was the evacuation of Afghanistan in August 2021, and also the largest non-combatant evacuation operation in American history. He says there are so many recipients because of the number of missions the air crews completed while evacuating Afghanistan. For example, during one of the missions, a reserve crew had over 800 refugees on board, and during the flight, a baby was delivered on board, he says. He continued on to say five of the crews were the very last C-17s to depart Afghanistan, experiencing extremely risky flying. And it's not only pilots being awarded at today's ceremony. Colonel Taylor, Taylor tells me aircraft maintainers and loadmasters will also receive honor for their bravery. We're extremely proud of our airmen. Uh, this is a group of, of reservists and active duty airmen that really went above and beyond what their nation uh, asked them to do. Um, and it is because of their expertise that allowed this mission to be successful. And I'm looking forward to pinning those medals on their chest. Among the group of recipients is Captain Rhea McFarland, a pilot and training officer who will be the first African-American female to receive a distinguished flying cross. Colonel Taylor tells me they flew the recipients into Charleston so they can receive the awards where they were stationed during their mission. For more information about today's ceremony, you can head over to live5news.com and click on this web story. Reporting live in North Charleston, I'm Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Officials now say five people are dead and 25 are wounded after a shooting at a Colorado nightclub over the weekend. Police say of the injured, 19 were shot and six got hurt in other ways at Club Q. Yeah, along with mourning the dead, some patrons say they're grieving yet another loss. Amy Kiley reports they say the LGBTQ plus club had been their safe place. This is our home. You know, this is our space. For a lot of people like myself, we don't have families, so LGBT people really need somewhere that is a safe space, and Club Q gave that to us. A safe space. Those words come up a lot when patrons describe Club Q in Colorado Springs. But a deadly shooting shattered that feeling of security in the final minutes of Saturday night. Police say the suspect was firing just before midnight yesterday. That was the start of the transgender day of remembrance. The shots started to ring and everybody started to scream and swarm out. It was so scary. I heard shots, broken glass. Bodies. It was always good energy. It was never bad energy. And it just sucks that we'll never be able to, like, have that ever again. Officials say at least two heroes confronted and subdued the gunman. The mayor says they grabbed the suspect's handgun and hit him with it. 
it could have been much, much worse, worse but for these uh, heroic actors. At a vigil yesterday, some focused on trying to regain that sense of a safe space. We're going to make sure that we are bringing change for our community and raising voices for our community. Not letting fear win. I know that my friends that we lost wouldn't want that. I'm Amy Kiley, Live 5 News. Police say the 22-year-old male suspect is in custody and has been getting medical treatment. Colorado Governor Jared Polis says that the man appears to be the same person involved with an incident last year. A news release from the time indicates the El Paso County Sheriff's Office arrested a man after his mother asked for help. She reportedly said her son was threatening her with a homemade bomb and other weapons. LGBTQ plus advocates gathered in Orlando to stand for the victims of Club Q mass shooting in Colorado Springs over the weekend. Some of the same people who lived through the Pulse nightclub massacre that took the lives of 49 people in 2016 gathered on the site of the temporary memorial grieving over the mass shooting in Colorado. Yesterday marked Transgender Day of Remembrance honoring those killed in anti-transgender violence. They did what they could from 1,500 miles away, seeing in solidarity. We want to fight the fight, the good fight, and we want to do it in a way that comes with love. But we, we want, we want equality. We want equity. We want, you know, acceptance for the LGBTQ plus community. We want the hate to stop. We're tired. Well, Orlando's One Pulse Foundation called it another senseless act of violence against the LGBTQ plus community. Four attacks on a New York LGBTQ plus bar have not deterred the owner from keeping it open. The most recent incident was Saturday when a man caught on surveillance camera tried to throw a brick through the window. The Verse Bar in Hell's Kitchen has had similar attacks from vandals four times since October, including three in the past week. Verse owner installed shatterproof glass so no one was injured, but the windows have had to be replaced several times. The bar remains open for business and the owners and patrons say they stand in solidarity with the victims of Club Q in Colorado Springs. A week after the murders of four University of Idaho students, the Moscow Police Department held another press conference where the police chief revealed that other friends of the victims were at the home where officers responded. He did not share how many friends or elaborate on their possible involvement. On November 13th, four University of Idaho students were found stabbed to death in their home. As of now, the murder weapon has not been recovered and no suspect is in custody. Investigators say they've received hundreds and hundreds of tips and have conducted 90 interviews. Well, Raleigh police have made an arrest in connection with the death of a young girl during a Christmas parade over the weekend. 20-year-old Landon Glass is identified as the driver of that parade float truck that went out of control Saturday morning. Witnesses say the driver yelled for parade goers to get out of the way, but that truck hit a member of the CC and company dance team. Now, authorities have not released the name of the young victim. Glass is facing charges including misdemeanor death by motor vehicle, unsafe movement and carrying a firearm in a parade. The family of a North Carolina woman found dead last month in a vacation rental property in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, is still looking for answers more than two weeks after her death. 25-year-old Shanquella Robinson traveled to Mexico on a vacation with her college friends from Winston State, Winston-Salem State University. Robinson's parents were initially told she'd gotten sick with alcohol poisoning on October 28th. The next day they learned she was dead. 
According to her death certificate, a cracked spine was listed as the cause of death. Mexican authorities and the FBI are continuing to investigate. Robinson's funeral was held in Charlotte at the Macedonia Baptist Church on Saturday. Families will be gathering around the table in just a few days to give thanks and enjoy some delicious food. To help make sure everyone is able to enjoy and have a Thanksgiving meal, some low country organizations are hosting turkey giveaways. Today, Representative Wendell Gilliard, Representative Shardell Murray, and Healthy Blue will be hosting the second annual Turkey Day giveaway. The event will start at 3 p.m. at the Charleston County School District 4's Regional Stadium on Montague Avenue in North Charleston. Organizers say it will go while supplies last. And if you need some help this Thanksgiving and have not been able to make it out to any of these giveaways this weekend, don't worry. There are several more giveaways happening across the Lowcountry before Thanksgiving. To find out when and where they are taking place, just head over to live5news.com and click on the big red box. Well, this week, the North Charleston Police Department is partnering with several organizations for a day of Thanksgiving. Turkeys and other items will be given, as well as cooked turkey dinners. That event is set for Wednesday, November 23rd at 1130. It's going to be held at the Community Resource Center on Whipper Barony Lane. With Thanksgiving just a few days away, it's shaping up to be one of the busiest holidays of the year for traveling. AAA says it's expecting 55 million people nationwide to travel over the holiday period, with many taking the roads. The agency says the busiest time on the road will be Wednesday and Sunday after Thanksgiving. Many airports are warning flyers that parking might be in short supply due to high demand, and they're encouraging people to reserve a spot ahead of time. AAA is recommending flyers avoid checking a bag when traveling and a warning to flyers to expect long lines through security. Well, back in March, the town of Monk's Corner broke ground on a $1.5 million baseball field for people with disabilities. But before that, town officials say their special athletes would sometimes travel up to an hour to get to the nearest Miracle League field. A ribbon-cutting ceremony will be held later this evening to welcome the community to the new home turf. Our Lauren Quinlan joining us live from that field. And Lauren, are there any special events happening at that ceremony tonight? Good morning. Good morning, and yes, Aisha, after the ceremony, athletes of all abilities will get a chance to break in the new field with a friendly game. About 60 years ago, Monk's Corner Mayor Michael Locklear had a vision to build a Miracle League field. So town officials got together to develop a plan to get sponsors and donations to bring the vision to life. They received various donations from organizations like Home Telecom, which donated $250,000 for naming rights. Becky Ellison with the town says after surveying the community, they found there was a great need for accessible recreation for both adults and kids. We say all the time that we want to provide the opportunity for all, all children and adults to be able to play and be a part of recreation. And that's what recreation is about, is uh, bringing together families, uh, ha developing friendships. And so this is an exciting time for the town of Monk's Corner. The parking lot adjacent to the field is equipped with at least a dozen ADA handicapped parking spots and the field itself is made from rubber to protect those with different mobility aids like wheelchairs or braces. The ceremony starts at 5 p.m. today at 418 East Main Street. The Miracle League season doesn't start until this following or this upcoming spring. So if you're interested in learning more or getting signed up, you can visit the town of Monk's Corner's website or our website. Click on this story for a link. Reporting live in Monk's Corner, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I mentioned the mystery that had the world captivated. 
On this date, 42 years ago, we finally learned who shot J.R. Ewing on the CBS series Dallas. The character of Kristen Shepard turned out to be the culprit who'd shot J.R. in the season cliffhanger months earlier. Celebrating birthdays today, actress Marlo Thomas is 85. Actress Goldie Hawn is 77. Actress-singer Lorna Luft is 70. Christian singer Stephen Curtis Chapman is 60. And TV host Michael Strahan is 51. Thanks for starting your morning and your week with Morning Y'all, which is powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.